All right, welcome on back to your favorite fantasy football podcast, Points and Doinks. As always, Travis here, helming the mic one, but on the glorious mic two. Again with me as always is Cheese. Buddy, Cheese, how you doing this week, pal? Travis, doing fantastic. The only the one league I play in, I have already qualified for the fantasy playoffs. A lovely day. Beat Tyler last week. So 2-0 on the season against Tyler. Unable to beat Travis, but at least I made the fantasy playoffs unlike some people. Oh, you helped me a lot, buddy. You helped me a lot because I'm still on the edge. It's going to take a whole lot for me to get in. And, and we're going to talk about it um, real quick. I think off the top here, I'd like to talk about what we're doing and getting ready for uh, fantasy playoffs. But yeah, even though I did lose... In both leagues, um, I am fighting for the last spot in um, in the one that we host here, the uh, CTE League, and then in Johnny Roca's league that I'm in, where we always talk about that one as well. I have held on to the last spot, and I believe the last spot is mine, pending um, pending this week not losing and the other guy winning or, or something like that. It, I, I think I'm in, but I'm not sure. But it's it was a rough, rough week for fantasy for me-wise. It was absolutely terrible. Um, one of the things, uh, J-Row and Ty will be recording on Wednesday, tomorrow. We're recording on Tuesday, so the podcast, when you're listening to this, will be on Wednesday. So if there's any information that breaks, I'm sure they will cover that. You guys have dealt with this before, so we appreciate you doing that. Uh, congrats or happy birthday to J-Row's. Uh, son he's in disneyland celebrating his birthday so happy birthday i'm very excited a few months ago uh j rose uh reached out to me reached out to me on regard of his wife and then said you know what can i just have her text you about you know trying to figure out exactly how they should be planning this disney trip uh to make it the best for him so um happy birthday i'm hope they having all i hope they're all having a great time um it's a great time to go to disneyland fucking awesome so there's that sounds like fun happy birthday it's a winter wonderland over there right now in december it's a good time great time great time watch any more fun videos <laughs> about disneyland uh nope uh defunct land has not put out a new video yet so i did watch that one that you were talking about a couple weeks hour ago. and 45 minutes about fast Dude, pass in lines super interesting super super interesting but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about fantasy football and if you're listening to this you are um probably still in the running for your playoffs we're going into week 14 now which on a regular um regular season we'd probably be in playoffs by now but because of the extended season we have uh, another week to uh, prep us to get into it. So this is the nut cutting time right here. Um, some things I wanted to just <clears throat> talk about in general before you get into the matchups here is what teams should be doing based on their position in the league, right? So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about what guys should be doing who are at the top of this, the top of the league, who maybe have a buy, maybe have the, um, maybe have that locked up, or they are at least a high seed. What should they be looking forward to going into week 14 here? Um, I think with any playoff team, you're going to have your core guys that you're going to have, you know, usually your quarterback, your RB run, wide receiver one, all those guys are pretty much locked in. 
So I'm looking more towards getting bench depth. Now, even if you're going to add someone, doesn't mean you're going to use them. Doesn't mean they're going to start them. Especially, we keep talking about the handcuffs. They're so important. We're seeing it right now. Oh, oh, real quick, too. The funniest shit was Dominic on points and doinks. Or, sorry, on uh, curveballs and chair shots. Your normal program. Um, like, literally got into the, to a small argument with you about why would I keep the backup to Dalvin Cook or something. Whatever he said, I, w- I was dying laughing. Dying laughing. Yes. So if you guys don't listen to curveballs and chair shots, I cucked Dominic and picked up Dal- uh, Alexander Matson a few like few months ago when he first got off when he first you know Cook got injured and I told Dominic right when I was going to cut Madison I'm cutting him pick him up right now and then he just never did it and then Tyler picks him up luckily he didn't go super off against me last week and I beat him because Tyler can only beat me when he starts Taysom Hill at a tight end that's the only time Tyler could beat me but I digress anyways. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's why you get your handcuff people because you don't want to be like Dominic, who, yes, does have a playoff spot, but has to sweat it out a little bit because who knows what the hell Dalvin Cook's future is going to be like. Yeah, the team, the Vikings team, I guess, sort of is in the hunt. There's a lot of teams in the hunt right now, but in two weeks that can change, and if he has a good run, he could be in the playoffs. So, like, now's the time. If you haven't been listening to us and trying to handcuff those running backs, I would say that's a – very strong thing, but honestly, with the amount of injuries that we had, you're probably shit out of luck at this point, right? Yeah, and not even I'm not saying you know, go out and grab your handcuff, go out and grab someone else's handcuff, go grab you know, Devontae Booker or Samaji P. Ryan, you know, some of those like lower level guys that maybe you're not thinking about that people aren't gonna be thinking about you, you don't need it at the moment. But god forbid somebody gets injured, we know Saquon's history this season, you know, he's just gonna fall into your lap. Most often than not, you're probably not going to start them. But if everything breaks the right way, you know you're going to be good. Yeah, I would say it's one of those, like, take a look at – you need to look at upcoming uh, uh, upcoming matchups for the, for the playoffs and see what teams have easy schedules going forward, what teams have favorable matchups for running backs going forward, and then take a look at those teams at, uh, you know, who their running back is. And if he drops out for any reason – Who's the, who's the next guy up? You know, that would be your best option, especially if most of the big handcuffs are already taken. Like I know I've got Tony Pollard. No, Tyler's got Alexander Madison. I know for sure that somebody's probably got AJ Dillon. Like these guys, these are guys. Tony Michelle is wasting away on Donnie's roster. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Um, yeah, no, for sure. And um, with, I would I would say with um with like wide receiver positions too, um take a look at who's got matchups there too. Like look at your roster, and I know you may have guys there who are who 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 you don't want to let go of. But if they don't have, if they're not like set it and forget it guys, and they're not playing favorable matchups for the next couple of weeks to get you through the fantasy playoffs or get you in the fantasy playoffs you may have to give up give that up for somebody with a higher upside against a a better matchup would you agree on that to an extent now well of course yes well yeah i mean it always depends on who you got who's on your bench because you don't want to get too cute you don't want to sit uh you know debo samuel because he's playing 
the Los Angeles Rams and it's a tough matchup quarter. Just forget it. You know, the actual statistics. Well, but like, I think Debo's a set it and forget it guy at this point. Right. Yeah. But I'm just kind of going off that, like someone who brought you to the dance and you feel very confident. You've seen it week in, week out. And just because, you know, I don't know, just, you know, Jamison Crowder has a very favorable matchup against somebody. Doesn't mean you go out of your way to start him because he has a favorable matchup. I, you know, yes, I understand you want to try to, best optimize your guys, but you don't want to be that guy who gets too cute, leaves one of your core guys or, you know, your weekly starter on the bench and then ends up costing you at the end. I would say, I would say what my, my position was what I was more saying and and you saying that helped me figure out and clear exactly what I was trying to say is more that building your bench depth that way and getting rid of guys who do not have favorable matchups, who you don't see starting for the next three weeks and getting somebody who maybe has high upside could help you in the long run as well. If that other guy needs to pick somebody up and he picks him up and he starts him and has a good week, you know, because of the good matchup. Yeah. Just because you pick someone up, it's better for that person to be on your bench than your opponent's starting lineup. Very much so. Very much so. Um, And then let's talk about guys who are at a push right now and need to get in this week like this week is a super important matchup for them what do you think is anything particular that they need to be looking to do to try and get in this week all hands on deck you know really dive deep into the matchups the projections and maybe i'm just going to completely contradict what i just said maybe you know look somewhere else maybe you have you know your wide receiver two has been hit or miss you have the tyler lockets or you know mike williams or somebody and you're like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. Maybe I want to go a safer option. Just give me the points and just I, I want to know I'm not going to have a bust on my hands. Now, it, it all it's all just circumstance and who you have and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, go. Don't be afraid. I know I'm just completely contradicting what I just said, but don't be afraid to make that change, because if you need a, you know, a Hail Mary, then you just got to you know start someone and hope that they actually give you that. No, well, you're not making a contradictory of yourself because it's two different positions, right? We're talking about that team that's in, the team that's been rolling all season, that knows they got it. You don't want you're, you're right in the sense that you don't want that guy to start getting too frisky and start doing shit that he wouldn't have done regular in the regular season that got him here. When we're talking about a team, I'll give me for example because I'm that guy and I've had boomer bust guys. Um, uh. I'll, I'll just say, for example, Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase has had a couple bad weeks in a row. I'd have to look at the Bengals matchup. I haven't gone through that yet. But if I got Jamar Chase and Devontae Parker's been back for two weeks now, Miami's offense is rolling, and he's not he's not booming 20 points, but he's consistently putting up 10, and he's got a good matchup, I might go ahead and start him over Jamar Chase if it's, it looks like it's going to be a close matchup between me and my opponent, just so I can make sure I have points there. And then I'm going to depend on my guys like Aaron Rodgers and be like, those are the guys, because I know even if they don't have a, a huge, huge ceiling game where they go the fuck off, their floor is still super high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just, when you're on the fringe and you don't have those superstar guys that you know is going to produce, I think going with the quote unquote safer option with going with that kind of higher ceiling type guys is much more reliable than relying on a Tyler Lockett to give you that 30 bomb when he's only done that like three times the entire season. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, we had, and then, and then guys, well, guys in the loser bracket, anybody below, you're just kind of going for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, have fun. Don't, you know, actually play the game, set your lineup. You don't got to sweat about it, but you know, well, be that asshole and, you know, kick someone out of, of the playoffs. But that's why, that's why. And I don't know if they address this. It wasn't something we kind of addressed it. I believe when we were doing commissioner's corner with J row about payouts and stuff like that. That's why in our league, I offer a, a $50 payout to the winner of the losers bracket as well. And most people will be like, why are you going to offer money to a loser? Well, you don't want these guys to just give up and drop whoever the fuck they want, or maybe, you know, collusion drop one of their players and tell somebody else who they want to win and, collect a 20 side piece and they pick them up before anybody else knows like you want them to still compete because that's $50 for us is a free entry in the league next year. Right. Basically, or, you know, use the 50 and then come back next year with another 50. Like you played for free this season. So it's still an incentive to win, but you're not rewarding like bad pay, but you know, you just want those guys to stay competitive throughout. I, I played in leagues where there wasn't anything for the loser bracket winner, and it really sucks because it just it just drops off, and th there's squirrely shit that happens with those fucking people. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of my competitive nature. Even if I'm not really in it, I still just want to, you know, throw my guys in there. And it's also more infuriating because if you know my guys get hot at the end of the season, I'm like, wow, if I was in the playoffs, I would have won. But I mean, that's just kind of my nature. I, even if I'm not playing for anything, I still want to throw something out there and see what happens. Yeah, uh, one of the things too that I wanted to bring up really quick before we jump. Well, I'll kick it over to Johnny and Tyler to do the commissioner's corner is that um, we had an instance where weather super, super impacted a game on Monday night, the bills in the, um, the Patriots game 14 to 10 was the final score. Mac Jones threw the ball three times, three times. And the win was off the charts. And that was a game, that was a matchup that we kind of like some of the match, you know, we like some of this here and that. We talked about it. Note that we don't have the weather in front of us, and we're also doing it week in advance or, you know, clo clo half a week in advance, five days before. So if there's a um, weather issue that we're not apparent of, our word isn't Bible unless the, the weather's clear, right? It, on, on the weather note, I know this, we're looking towards the playoffs. The Cardinals play every single game in, in a dome. So. But you know what? But you know what, too? I mean, most Cardinals players are rostered. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, you know, that's yeah. one less thing you got to worry about. Abe Kyler Murray looked good last week. Looked really good. But yes. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into the full wrap-up. I want to kick it over to Ty and Johnny Roca now so they can do Commissioner's Corner. And uh, once again, happy birthday and awesome. I hope this goes well. Kick it over to you guys. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Commissioner's Corner. I, of course, am Tyler. And welcoming back the commission himself, Johnny Roca. Missed out last week. Uh, was a little under the weather. But back again this week. It's good to have you back. J-Row, how you doing now? It's good to be back. Feeling a lot better, man. Um, had a little covid scare last week and uh, came out negative so i'm off the ia and uh, back and ready to go love to love to see that love to hear that you know back you know was was out last week coming back strong hopefully you know we didn't have to put you on ir which is nice which yeah is hopefully nobody hurted me last week so that's <clears throat> all so you got a zero out of me um so other than that you know how was how how have things been going 
you know, just just on an overall standpoint. Um, <clears throat> everything's good, man. You know, we're in the holiday seasons. This is a very fun time of the year. I think this is almost kind of uh, a close second to um, to September, October, you know, because we're all excited. Summer's over. Uh, football started. Fantasy started. We're super excited. So I think this is the second most exciting time of the year for us because uh, playoff time, you know? Yeah, so, uh, I, I know, Holidays agree. are coming. Thanksgiving just happened, you know? I mean, Christmas around the corner. Like, everything's all good right now. Yep. So, without further ado, how did you do this past week in fantasy football? Well, if anybody who listens to this on a regular basis, they can probably predict what I'm about to say. But in my four leagues, I went, once again, three and one. Uh, just dominating in my leagues. Um, I know I'm in one league with you, and that one I'm uh, now tied for first place with Mr. Jeff Walker. Yep. and uh, playing for that number one seed next week. So I'm feeling good there. Um, the one league I keep losing in is my work league. I have a very competitive work league. And, and uh, man, I, I lost a very imperative game. And um, now I might miss the playoffs. So I, I dropped from, I went from a couple of weeks, the number three seed, dropped to the four, dropped to the five. And now I'm, I'm number eight. So wow. if I lose, <clears throat> if I lose and this other team wins, uh, I'm out. So uh and I'll, I might be facing that work punishment we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I got to wear a pink T-shirt or something. For it. <laughs> that's <laughs> suck. That, that's tough, you know. That the but that goes to show just how competitive that league is. That yeah. just in a in a matter of a couple of weeks, you drop from that number three spot to the number eight spot. That's <laughs> that's a fun league to play in, though. I'm sure. It is very fun. It's very fun. So yeah, it's uh, otherwise yeah, that's good. Otherwise, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Uh, I went I went over this week. Uh, it, it, the league we you brought it up. The league I play with you in. I, it's at this point, it's just like, all right, come playoff time, I just need to win one matchup, you know, because the way we're set up, it's it's we have our losers bracket, and it's the loser of the losers bracket is who gets the punishment, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. <clears throat> correct. So at this point, it's just like, all right, get to the losers bracket. I know I'm gonna be there. I've already been eliminated from playoffs. Just win one matchup there. Just win one match up there. Don't be dead last. Don't be that guy. Exactly. So, in that league, you're, you're going to, you get a bye week in the first week of the playoffs. And then, you know, that way you have time to prepare, get mentally ready. You know what I'm saying? Just take the week off. Gather yeah. your <clears throat> Do it. But, but remember, you win, you are playing for uh, consolation money. So true. True. So that that's going to be the, you know, that's, that's my main focus in the other league though. I lost, I lost to cheese. Uh, oh, got a he's two and oh over me this this uh this regular season but i told him i said you know regular season's all fine and dandy but just wait till playoffs come around right. so i'm right i'm right on the cusp it's a must win week for me this week um there's one spot available to uh, the it's just the sixth because we're a 16 playoff i believe okay just the sixth spot is available me and the guy that i'm playing this week are um are tied at the moment for that last spot, he has a slight advantage over me because he beat me oh, in wow. our first in our first uh, in our first meeting this year. So yeah. need to get the win this week to get into the playoffs. So I must have... win weeks, must win week for me. <clears throat> no idea you were there, bro. Because uh, uh, listening to the podcast, I, I go back and listen. Um, they were always mentioning your name, the CTE League, and they're always yeah. like. We gotta beat Tyler, fucking Tyler, 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 Tyler. And I'm like, man, Tyler's the league villain there. Or the the t- 
the you know the team is good i think i think it's a little bit of they want to beat me because of the you know we do the podcast and they just want to they want to have that that little bit of supremacy over me but at the same time like the team the team is solid the team is scrappy it's kind of like you know my team from last year that that they put up a fight every week so you know when they're hot they could really put up points and i'm hoping for another week like that um beautiful but like we've been talking about, it is the last week of the regular season. Some crazy stuff can always happen. Um, do you have any stories off the top of your head about some some crazy wild week? You know, what is it, week 14 or week 13? Final week of the regular season for fantasy football players. Things are getting crazy right now. Um, I do just have a couple of stories of what's going on currently in some of my leagues. Um, we've got a lot of ties, bro. A lot of four-way ties and stuff going on. Uh, one of my leagues, I got uh, the number two through five seeds all tied at nine and four. Um, you know, I got another league where I got the five through nine seeds. I got all those teams competing for the playoffs. They're all six and seven. Uh, it's just I got another four-way tie. Everyone's seven and six on the lower seeds. Uh, I'm one of them, and that's the work league. But um, right now, a lot of teams are um, <clears throat> just fighting for that last, that playoff spot. So uh, let's see. In one of my leagues, I got a um, – the, the, the all the teams that are nine and four uh fighting for that two through five seed they all agreed to play each other i, I did a flex schedule so um it's something we considered but something we voted on because i didn't mm-hmm. want to screw anybody's uh um you know plans or whatever so it was voted on and all four teams agreed like yeah let's go ahead and play each other for these two through five seeds you know so currently the number two will play five three will play four and uh, it just it's all for playoff positioning but on the other end I got a uh, uh, all these. I got these uh, teams going, playing each other. They're coincidentally playing each other, so they're in a situation where the winners will make the playoffs and the losers do not. You know, so this is a huge week for a lot of people who are tied up, who are playing each other, trying to get into the playoffs. There's other scenarios where people are playing and they're trying to. Uh, they got to win, but they got to hope someone loses. You know, yeah. et cetera. I'm in that situation. It's uh, this week 14 is super exciting because of this exact reason. So um, it's, it's really fun, man. A lot of the ties. Otherwise, uh, everyone else is just fighting for a playoff spot for the seedings and whatnot. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be super fun. And a lot of guys are screwed because they got a lot to play for. I got a guy in one of my leagues who was like, you know, I, I, I got a good chance to win against the playoffs, but half of my squad is on bye week. And I got, you know, he's got guys like Adam Thielen who are out and hurt and Right now, injuries and bye weeks are killing people in this final week. So uh, it's 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 very, very nerve wracking. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a change with the uh, the season getting extended that extra week, which means bye weeks get pushed out that extra week. Usually, by the time you know the final week of the season and playoffs come around, you're not thinking buys for mm-hmm. your players. You're just like, all right, we should be in, and you know in the home stretch here, but yeah, it's, it's a weird dynamic for sure. And that's crazy. Like you kind of hit both, both ends of it with, you were able to flex the schedule to have it like, okay, we're going to set up this cool, like, like, you know, storylines and all that stuff, but it also naturally came about, like you said, in another league Mm -hmm. where, where you had four teams that were playing against each other. And that's, that's always cool. It, it, It kind of like, you know, it, it, it makes it seem like it makes it seem bigger than, than it, you know, fantasy football is something we do for fun, but when stuff like that just lines up, it's like, it's almost like a movie. It's like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. This is so, this is so fucking cool. 
And I, yeah. just, I love, I love when shit like that happens. Yeah. Cl- climatic is the word, man. It's, yes. Uh, yes. It's uh, it's everyone's watching, you know, it's cool. It, it, it's very cool. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in some of these situations and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. This is a uh, very, uh, I haven't seen this before. So. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, with, with your leagues, I have, I have my must win to get into the playoffs. And I think if I win, and get in i have to play i have to face cheese in that first round of the playoffs so so it'll be you know it'll be a fun interesting matchup for for sure the stage Um, is set for a revenge game for you exactly exactly you know he's he's got the 2-0 victory over me in the regular season but Mm -hmm. we'll you know we you know you know how my teams can get come playoff time um i think the only other thing was for for me at least last year with my because we've talked about it i've had the the two runs last year where it was like i had to win out late to get into the playoffs i remember facing off against my cousin in the final week of the regular season i had to win i had to win to get into the playoffs and then i had to face him in the first round of the playoffs so on that monday night for the for the final week of the regular season i believe I was up like four points and he had, I can't remember who was playing, but he had either the wide receiver one or wide receiver two on that team. And I thought, Oh, I'm fucked. You right. know, this guy is going to, this guy is easily going to put up, you know, two and 20 or three and 30 and beat me or whatever. Something simple. Yeah. And so I, he texted me. He's like, he texted me before the game started. He's like, you're screwed. I got you. You're out of the playoff. Fuck you. All this shit. And I was like, you know what, man, I really hope your player gets hurt. And I hate to do it because, you know, we all pl- we all play fantasy football. But, you yeah. know, I uh, I would never wish injury upon somebody. But that day I just yeah. had to say it. And, of course, the first play, the guy got hurt. And he was out nice. the rest of the game. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, my God, that didn't just happen, right? I felt bad because it's like I never want to put injury on somebody. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm making it into the playoffs. This is yeah. This is insane. This is great. Then, of course, you know. I get in and I face him and he has Alvin Kamara on Christmas day Dang. and, Ooh. and it just shit. It just absolutely shit down my throat. So he ended up getting yeah. the last yeah. laugh in that, in that situation, but still just that, just the drama, the drama, the calling of the injury, the winning by yeah. like two points mm-hmm. in week, you know, what would be week 14. It was like, this is insane. This is awesome. I loved it. It's just like a movie you said, and uh, yep. on the surface, on the surface, yeah, we're like, oh, you feel bad because you called an injury and it happened. But deep down, let's be real, we're all like, yes. I mean, oh, we I all was- as fantasy football players, we all have said that one one time or another. Some many, some just a couple times. But I wish that guy gets hurt. Oh my God, please get hurt. So apologize to all your NFL players out there. You know, uh, that's just the fantasy game. You know, it's just yep. uh, we wish it- those those evil things. It's okay to say to your boys, but when you go out of your way and you say it online to the player, then it's like, all right, you know, yeah. you're taking this shit a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. Taking it a little too far. But um, so who 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 are you looking at this week? You know, crucial week. The people want to know. The people want the J-Row input. Yeah. Um, so we're talking stardoms here. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> quarterback. We're going to go with Joe Burrow against San Francisco. He's due for a good game. He he should have a bigger day and a better break against the um, the 49ers uh, depleted secondary. So I would start Joe Burrow. Uh, Cam Newton, 
uh, also uh, kind of slowed down a little bit after that hot start he had a couple of weeks back. He's now at home uh, in week 14 and loves playing his hometown team, which is the Atlanta Falcons. He's from Atlanta and that should be a boost in his game. So uh, this uh, this will be big for him. Uh, Atlanta has trouble with everything, but especially with the runs. So I can see Cam Newton just running all over that team. Uh, Devontae Freeman in the running back. Against Cleveland, um, he's taking over in that backfield with the strong running, so I think uh, he's going to have another solid performance. Uh, if he's um, if he's out there in the waivers, definitely go pick him up. But if you have him, start him. Do that. Uh, Chuba Hubbard at the Panthers, like I was saying, with Atlanta, the run game is horrible, so he's also due for a big game. He's been doing okay, but he, he needs that, that breakout game, that second breakout. So um, let me see. I got uh, James Robinson at the Jaguars. Uh, also a big disappointment lately, but um, I wouldn't worry about uh, his injury or Urban Meyer benching him. So definitely he's going to be out there doing his thing. And then finally, Christian Kirk of the Cardinals. Also a guy who has been doing well. Look out for him to break out. This is going to be a big breakout week for a lot of the, of the slower players, by the way. But he's going to get more going on with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, overshadowed by uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, at they are playing the, the LA Rams, so definitely look out for that. Um, and then on my uh, my sit-ums, let me see. <clears throat> Just kind of going with my notes here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I definitely wouldn't start him on Thursday night. Um, one of his favorite targets is out in Adam Thielen. Um, so it's going to limit his touchdown potential. So uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough game for him. Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not going to go deep into that one. but uh, That one's pretty uh, surface level, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Pretty much. And then um, Mark Ingram, I would not start him. They are playing the Jets, but uh, the Jets have been too, been doing very well against the run game. So, so uh, And they're at New York. You know how the Jets are in the Meadowlands. They actually play pretty good. Um, and then finally, I'm going to finish this out with uh, do not start all players from these teams. Do not start any of the Jaguars players uh, in, in the receiver game. Yep. Um, do not start any of the Broncos against Detroit and then do not start Emmanuel Sanders or Cole uh, Beasley of the Bills against Tampa Bay first of all they're playing Tampa Bay but it seems like lately as of lately Josh Allen is throwing more to Diggs Knox and Davis so definitely uh, you know Cole Beasley and Sanders are falling into the shadows there all of the Giants at the Chargers uh, don't start any of those guys and then finally this is kind of a big surprise as I was doing my analysis. Any of the Saints players. I mean, it's not a big surprise because the Saints players offensively have not been doing well fantasy-wise this year. But they're playing the Jets. And like I said, the Jets uh, defense is actually looking good, especially at home if you look at the numbers. So I would definitely stay away from any of those New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's and it's they're, they're definitely struggling. Taysom Hill didn't look all that good at quarterback. You know, he looked good running the ball, but throwing the ball, he looked a little tough. And then with Mark Ingram, the threat of Alvin Kamara coming back this week, too, I, I would just yes. stay away from that as well. Um, let's see. I actually I, I like the Cam Newton call. I, I'm kind of in that same boat playing Atlanta. He likes to play his hometown team, like you said. And Atlanta's defense has just been so putrid lately that, mm-hmm. that uh, they can make anybody look good. Yeah. Um, I do like Taylor Heineke against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been him and him and scary Terry have been on a tear of late. They've been looking really yeah. good, both trying to fight to, to stay in playoff contention there. Washington's won like four in a row, five in a row mm-hmm. now. So they're getting hot. Um, Dontra Hillard for running back for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, yes, sir. First, first rusher since Derrick Henry. 
uh, for to, to or first rusher other than Derrick Henry for the Titans to rush over 100 yards. Um, so he seems to be that lead guy, and Jags the Jags defense has been just putrid. Um, I like Russell Gage for Atlanta against the Panthers. Uh, he's seen mm-hmm. a big he's seen a big uptick. Matt Ryan's starting to play a little bit better. Yes, uh, they have uh, Cordero Patterson back, so it's opening up that running game, getting everything kind of back in motion for the Falcons. Yes, sir. Um, and then at tight end, I like Tyler Conklin. I know you said. Kirk Cousins, you know, stay away. But I do – the Steelers have yielded a lot of points to the tight end, and I think they're going to they're gonna key in on um, Justin Jefferson. It's going to leave Tyler Conklin yes. to get a lot of targets. He's seen a lot of targets with, with Thielen being out. And that even kind of – K.J. Osborne is kind of that fill-in. If you have Thielen, yes. that guy's yeah. on buys. You need a fill-in. Nice call. Uh, KJ Osborne can be that guy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Someone's got to throw to, to Conklin, but you're right. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Good so, target. Um, but other than that, I don't really have any sitems <clears throat> for this week. I think you kind of nailed it. You you took a lot, you took a lot of those guys with the don't play any of these Jags yeah. and Saints guys. Yeah. I think, I think you're you're right on with that. So um, what's your thoughts? I know you said Hilliard was somebody that you liked. There's been a whole lot of debate over uh, Foreman and Hilliard. And uh, shout out to this quote, Lisa out there. This uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast or not. But I like a, uh, there is a, uh, um, secret, a, a admirer. secret admirer. Yeah, yep. thank you for finding that word for me. Um, uh, out there for Cheese, who just thinks he's so adorable. <laughs> but um, what's your thoughts on that? But also, uh, what do you feel about Foreman versus Hilliard? I, you know. It's very tough looking at the stats right now. They both, you know, Foreman had 19 carries to, to uh, Hillard's 12, but what Hillard did, Hillard had 131 and a touchdown off of it. Uh, Foreman did have 107 yards, 108 yards, somewhere around there. So just the ability to break off 130 on those 12, the talent yeah. I feel, I feel mm-hmm. lands in Hillard's, uh, in his lap, but yeah. I think Foreman still gets a majority, but I think it, it closes the gap a little bit. Instead sure. of seeing the 19 to 12, we see more of a 16 to 15. And if, and if Hillard could do what he did last, last, well, not last week, they're on a bye last week, but the week prior, mm-hmm. if he could do what he did there uh, with more touches, we could definitely see him taking that next step over Foreman. Nice analysis, yeah, and uh, it should be interesting to see what these guys do, what either of these guys do coming off that bye week. So, yeah, and with uh, Julio Jones potentially making his uh, return off of IR, mm-hmm. opening up the passing game could open up the run game a little bit more. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that snap count breaks down and who gets more touches out of it. Um, but I wouldn't. I still, being the two headed monster, I still wouldn't shy away. Say if you have. If you have one or the other, I would still be playing them. If you had both, then that's where the 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 trouble lies, and it's kind of like you know sure. who do I start here, who do I start there? I wouldn't start both, but if I wouldn't be upset if I picked one over the other, you know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I put Hillard in instead of Foreman, I wouldn't be kicking myself like, oh, I should have done this. I I have a feeling they'll have similar outcomes this week. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and I, I only ask that because in one of my leagues, they're both 
still out there. Uh, so I might have to go grab one of these guys off of free agency. So uh, good analysis from Tyler, the offensive coordinator. Love it. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't think we have very much else. It's the last week of the season, you know, regular season. Let's have some fun. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're in it, have fun, have fun basket at plate, you know, seating, having that higher seat is always a, always a good thing. So just cause you're, just cause you're already set in the playoffs, you're already going to make it. Doesn't mean you want to take your foot off the gas a little bit. And, exactly. if you're, and if you're out of it, there's no better feeling. I know, I know being out of it in fantasy playoffs before there's no better feeling than playing spoiler to somebody exactly. knocking somebody down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So even if you're out of it, try your hardest this week. Like, yep. put, you know, play that waiver wire. I know it's a little late, but play that waiver wire. Try, try and ruin somebody's day. That's yes. The, that's the, that's the fun of it, you know, and, the, and then shoot your buddy a text. Like, Hey, I, I fucking, you know, you were the three seed. I knocked you down to the six seed or you were about to make the playoffs. I knocked you out. Fuck you. It's, it's all fun and games, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, you might get a text from a couple other, your buddies saying, Hey man, I'm buying you lunch. What do you exactly, want? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you beat him and I got into the playoffs because of that. Let me buy you a drink or something. Yes. You know? yeah, so sir. Yes, sir. Um, yep. Have, have fun this week. Have fun. And, it's gonna be good. and get ready for playoffs. Playoffs start next week. So we're, you know, we're really going to try and lock in and, and really get that help for you guys, especially come playoff time. I'm super excited. I know you're excited. I hope the listeners are excited. This is going to be fun, fun week for most leagues in the fantasy regular season playoffs right around the corner. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to be great. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign us off if that's cool. Uh, I noticed normally, <clears throat> I noticed normally that the, uh, that the boys have been putting us near the beginning of the podcast. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and sign us off for my boy, Ty G. This is your boy, Gerald, the commissioner. Back to Cheese and Travis here on your favorite podcast, Points and Doings. Take it away, Travis. Oh, my God. Those fucking guys. They don't know shit. Exactly. Just like that guy on Curveballs and Chair Shots who had a question about, should you start Mac Jones or should you start uh, Russell Wilson? And I'm pretty sure that idiot said Mac Jones. But then he also said Russell Wilson. But then he also said Mac Jones. I think he picked both of them just so he wasn't wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What a dummy. What yep. a dummy. Um, but without further ado, I think we should just jump right into it here. We have the Steelers and the Vikings on Thursday Night Football. And I'll let you start this one off. Yeah, as you said a little earlier, uh, both these teams technically are out of it. But it's, I would say, a must win for both of them to kind of stay in it. I'm going to start with the Vikings. They have seems like Cook is probably still out on a short week. So Alexander Madison, I still say fire him up. Uh, but with Adam Thielen, I think questionable with an ankle. I think he's going to be out as well. Top uh, one of the top. If you just need a one week, you know, I need this guy. I need someone just to give me some points to get me into the playoffs. I think KJ Osborne is a guy. He uh, put up uh, some good numbers, you know, scored a touchdown on four for 47. So with Thielen out, I think he's a guy that can plug right in. And the Steelers uh, front seven, very tough. We know that their cornerbacks in secondary can be taken advantage of. We know the Vikings love to throw the ball. So uh, if you're looking for that kind of one week, get me in guy, KJ Osborne, I think is the guy to look for. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Um, And we seen last week with Minnesota uh, playing Detroit, that they, I think my understanding of how Minnesota plays each team is they play down to their opponent. So I think although Pittsburgh offense 
hasn't been rolling of late. I know they, you know, beat Baltimore in a really, really shitty game to watch those fucking frauds. Uh, But I think the Steelers have good options this week. Um, I don't think Ben is necessarily really high up there, but Najee's a must-start guy. And um, Deontay Johnson, and I, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, of course, I mean, he's wide receiver one, but I think Chase Claypool, too, because Minnesota plays down. So Chase Claypool, good flex option this week out of Pittsburgh. Real football talk, I think Pittsburgh wins that game. You know, the only thing that worries me is Minnesota off a bad loss to Detroit and at home, right? And Steelers on the road. It's we can get into that. It's Chris Boswell's gonna have a huge game. Chris Boswell, I love it, love it. Uh, next game Sunday, uh, the Cowboys at the Washington Football Team. Washington coming off the win in Las Vegas against our Raiders. But one of the things that came out of that game was Logan Thomas going to be out. So if you're looking for a tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones, now it says he's questionable here, but highly likely to start. They like to target the tight end in the the, um, red zone. So Ricky Seals-Jones, tight end, especially if you're a guy who was starting Logan Johnson, Definitely upgrade him. And then on the other side, I think this upgrades Tyler, uh, sorry, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. As an owner, and I have him in one of the leagues. He hasn't exactly put up great, great numbers, but I think the matchup against the Cowboys, I know the Cowboys secondary has been good, but Washington has a good, does a good job of running the ball with Antonio Gibson. So I think they can mix it up. And I think this upgrades because Terry McLaurin's spot in the red zone as well. I mean, the score is touchdown dependent here, whether or not they actually have higher scores, but it definitely upgrades that Logan Thomas is gone. Yeah. I do like Ricky Seals Jones. I mean, we saw when Logan Thomas was out earlier in the year that, uh, you know, he gets the looks, he's a viable fill in and Taylor Heineke isn't a guy to really stretch the field and throw it uh, downfield a lot. So uh, over to the Cowboys, I think you kind of can clump them in with like the Ravens and the chiefs, a good team, but just hasn't exactly hit their stride and looking that great at the moment. Uh, but I still think against the, uh, the football team, you're going to want to start most of the core guys. Uh, Amara Cooper, hopefully you were able to, to get that report that he was going to be limited. But I think in this one, uh, he should be good to go. So uh, I would assume, you know, kind of more of an upgrade for Dak, who has been kind of hit or miss the entire season. Zeke, he has a bum knee, but he's not getting limited touches. He's still getting the same amount of workload. So even though he's not as efficient, I still think you have to start him just because yeah. of the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And Tony Pollard on the other side, they've shown to be a real one-two punch so far, especially with Zeke. You know, and like you said, he's got something going on, but his workload is staying similar. But like he's cut like the other day, the other week, excuse me, he came out like in the third quarter or he left for halftime early. He ended up coming back and running the ball some more. But like those little times like that is just extra time for Tony Pollard. And if they get up big, because I think they're a good enough team to possibly get up big on Washington. I don't know. It's a divisional game. so But they do have that downfield threat with these talents that if they do get up big, Tony Pollard is going to run the ball mostly, and they'll sit Zeke. Yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard, yeah, he had the long touchdown, which kind of screws, uh, skews it in general, but he, he's been a solid kind of standalone 
backup running back thus far. Yeah, I mean, he consistently, you know, I know last week it was a big run, but when you're consistently putting up the fantasy points, you're consistently putting up the fantasy points. Exactly. Um, and then we'll move on to the next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee. Cheese, take it away. Uh, Titans coming off of a buy, kind of a much-needed buy since they are just all sorts of banged up. Uh, Julio Jones possibly could get activated off of IR, so that's uh, something to monitor. Do you think uh, that's do you think that's a true option, even if he is um, upgraded off and taken off the injured reserve? I mean, I've been a guy all season who has just been down on Julio Jones, so I- I'm just kind of saying it. I mean, I-, I know in the CTE league, he is he got dropped, so maybe go and check out, see if he's out there on the waiver wire. You know, maybe scoop him up, you know, see what he can do, especially with AJ Brown out. Maybe he gets more a lot more looks. Uh, but I, think- I, I would say I would say more of a stash guy. Like if you have the depth in your in your lineup, you can stash him. See how he looks coming back off an of injury, and then if uh, he's up, if he's basically upgraded because of the fact that there's no more Derrick Henry, then you have him, right? Yeah, but I think I see a lot more value kind of in the running backs. Uh, we're we're seeing. Uh, Deontay Foreman kind of step up as kind of be the one, two, three down back with Dontre Hilliard being the, the third down pass catcher. Uh, uh, McNichols, he is kind of the passing guy, but he's out at the moment. So I think both of those guys, Foreman and Hilliard, both have standalone value on the waiver wire. I think I would want Foreman myself just because he's getting the first three downs. He's getting a lot more workload, a little bit in the passing game, but he's getting those yards. And we saw a couple of weeks ago where both of those guys, I think they put over 100 yards. So. Deontay Foreman is only rostered in about 34.3 leagues on ESPN here. And, you know, going up against the Jaguars, I would not be shocked if they just run it down their throats. Both of them go over 100. Uh, another one of those, I need I need someone. I can take these guys and start them this week. Yeah, and I'll just talk about the other side with uh, Jacksonville and say I have no faith in anybody. If you If you are thinking about starting a – Jacksonville player I think you are in a really shit situation because like we talked about before one there's not enough upside right there's not a high enough upside and two there's not a big enough floor right the floor is not high enough even some LaVisca Chenault is the number one receiver over there you know and he averages eight points a week Right. Yeah, I mean, this I think this is kind of the perfect scenario we we're talking about earlier. James Robinson, the guy who's been kind of up and down. He might he's probably going to be on a lot of, you know, fringe type teams. Honestly, I'm going after Deontay Foreman. I kind of like his matchup against the Jaguars more than I like James Robinson going up against the Titans that we've seen. Once Robinson kind of fumbles, messes up a little bit, we know Urban Meyer wants to put in his guy Carlos Hyde at you know at the drop of a hat. So mm-hmm. yeah. Did you hear the pro- post conference with him when he said I- I stay away from Jacksonville Jaguar stuff. <laughs> Shout out Tony like, Khan. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. It, like he just threw, he threw um, James Robinson under the bus and it was, it was ugly to watch, but we'll move on here. Next matchup we have is another team from the AFC South. Um, the Seattle Seahawks taking on Houston in Texas. So um I guess I'll start here with um, Seattle. One of the things that we saw was Russell Wilson sort of returned to form. They played a pretty good matchup against um, against the Niners last week, um, and they're going into a very very pass 
favorable matchup against Houston. Um, and they are at a point now where they've taken um, and bumped themselves into the contention for actual playoffs. So I see this being a team that's going to really try hard to win out for sure. And I see them trying to spread the ball and that uh, spread the ball around more to DK Metcalf. I know he's had a couple of bad weeks, but on average, he is the guy that's gone to. I know Tyler Lockett has had big, 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 big weeks, but he's had big weeks pretty much consistently now for a couple of weeks. This is when I usually see the t- the downtick on him. So I would probably downgrade him a little bit. I favor DK Metcalf in this matchup coming up. And Russ, obviously, I think this week should be a start. And the Seahawks defense should be a start. Uh, we say it every week. Brandon Cook's pretty much the only guy that has any sort of, you know, thinking about starting value. Uh, we don't know too much. Maybe uh, someone else is going to start for the Texans, but as of right now, it's supposed to be Tyrod Taylor. Um, it, it's a it's a tough. I'm going to say it's a tough matchup, but it's kind of a tough look because uh, Brandon Cooks only had three for 38 last week in a blowout loss, where you think they'd just be thrown all over the place and he gets some garbage time, but that that didn't pan out. So. I mean, I would probably say stay away from Cooks, uh, but if you're desperate, I mean, I guess just because Seattle, we've seen, you know, points can be had through the air on them, but I'm not too confident this week. Yeah, I would not be confident starting um, starting Brandon Cooks this week, even though he has a bigger upside than, than usual. Uh, next matchup, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs in a matchup that could determine um, – well, we split the, the Raiders won. No, the Raiders lost early in the season. They got City. their cheeks blown out on Sunday night. <laughs> That's right. They got their cheeks blown out. So the Raiders need a win here to tie the matchup. Um, one and one. Why don't you kick off? Who do you got in this matchup? What are you thinking? Um, well, real football or fake football. I'm probably going to take the Kansas City Chiefs there at home. Uh, they continue to just sputter and not be the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that we've you know come to know and love or hate them yeah if you don't if you don't mind i would like to cut in real for a minute here are they the frauds team. no no I, it's not about the team being a fraud because they could still win and i th- i do think that you know with patrick mahomes and tyreek hill in travis kelsey you can't take away that that maybe this will happen maybe this will happen maybe they can win all the games but i had a, a event last week where going into the week I was looking at my lineup and I had Patrick Mahomes and I had Tua, right? And I'd already put Tua in my other league because Aaron Rodgers was on by. So I'm like, I'm go- I'm riding Tua over there. I'm like, man, should I start Tua over Patrick Mahomes? And, you know, it just came down to like Patrick Mahomes is a guy you just don't take out. If he's playing, you start him. And he had a bust and another bust. And he's not very productive this year at all. So – I think for the first time, it's actually a thought. Do we start Patrick Mahomes in this matchup or not? Yeah, uh, Matthew Barry has been saying this stat. I forget if it's from week seven or the last seven weeks. Patrick Mahomes has been QB 21. So not even a top two quarterback, you know, a top 20 quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I would still say you're starting Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey just because of the upside. But we've seen... Day in, day out, Patrick Mahomes is just not what he's used to be, at least fantasy-wise. 
My problem is I don't know who else you can find on the waiver wire. Like maybe you have a solid back, but you have a solid backup. I would honestly say consider starting him now. I know he lit up against the Raiders. That was indoors, you know, on a Sunday night. I would say this is going to be a little bit better. I mean, we yeah. saw the Raiders last year in Kansas City, played them tough and beat them. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I've always been kind of like, okay, this is the week. No, this is the week. But week 14, if you need a win and you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, I know it's a tough call to leave him on your bench, but. But you have to, you have to at least think about it and evaluate matchup, right? I mean, especially in traditional fantasy scoring. I mean, taste, I'd take Taysom Hill in a heartbeat over Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah, I mean, just the just the on the feet thing. Patrick Mahomes isn't taking off. He's not using his feet, except for it's, when he scored the touchdown last week. We're not going to. Yeah, I mean, but it was just a it was just a touchdown though. Like that was that was all he did, and they all they didn't throw. But anyways, let's move on. Let, uh, let's talk about the Raiders a little bit. Um, Josh Jacobs, huge, huge, huge. I know it's on poor terms, but huge upgrade. If you were questioning it, you should start him this week because Kenyon Drake broke his ankle. Or on a dirty tackle, something of that sort. Yeah, but I mean, uh, we we got to be fair. Logan Thomas, his knee injury was also dirty, maybe even worse. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's it's rough. Those, but it's not they're, fun. They're both bad. Yeah. yeah, they're both bad. It was a it was a down. It was a mm, couple of nineteen ninety eight tackles for sure. But um, so Josh Jacobs upgraded. Darren Waller still questionable. I don't know how he's doing. He didn't play last week, correct? Nope. So we're still not seeing him back. Um, but at the tight end position, there's no higher ceiling besides like him and Travis Kelsey. So if he's playing, if he's um, projected to start, I think you have to go with him. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's starting, you got to fire him up. We, we just always say about the tight ends, you just need a body who can maybe fall in the end zone. And Darren Waller is more than that. Um, we've seen that the Raiders have had a lot of issues finishing in the red zone. So let's upgrade our boy, Daniel Carlson. He seems to be nailing everything down. Upgrade him. We can't, when the Raiders can't get it done in the red zone. Yep. And Harrison Buckter for the same part. Cause chiefs aren't able to get it done either. Yep. That cheese cheese parlay this weekend, the under. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about all that i don't even know what the under is i haven't looked at anything else far uh, me either we'll go on to the next game next game is the new orleans saints um this one's in the meadowlands playing off playing the jets excuse me i will kick this one off the jets um off of a good performance zach wilson um last week uh played pretty good I don't exactly know what this New Orleans Saints defense is, though. And I don't trust the Jets just quite yet to upgrade Zach Wilson to a to a flex position. Uh, it says that the Saints rank 28th against both quarterbacks and wide receivers. I'm not sure about Zach Wilson, but I think now is as good as any week to start Elijah Moore with confidence. Because he does has been going off the last couple of weeks. He is, you know, playing better and better each time we see him. So I would say that's the only one I'm confidently starting out of the Jets this week. Yeah, and I said earlier, Taysom Hill, you're starting him, especially this week against the Jets. I think he's just gonna, you know, run all over him, maybe, you know, throw a touchdown. But I I, I am much more higher on the Saints defense. 
I think they're the number one streaming option this week. We know how much Zach Wilson can turn the ball over. They get sacks. I, I like this defense. I think this defense is struggling because the offense is so inept. And off the offense, I mean, we don't know what's up with Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram really struggled last week. Pretty much the main reason why I beat Tyler. Uh, but I think you still have to start him. It's against the Jets. He's going to get opportunities, especially if Kamara's out. And I would say Deontay Harris is a guy to look out for, but uh, he's he's suspended now. So uh, for three games. What did he get suspended for? Uh, he got suspended for three games. I don't think it was the fake vaccination thing, but I think it was uh, for drugs. That's Antonio Brown is fake vaccination, right? Uh-huh. Shout out, shout out Antonio Brown. Having a hell of a year. Thank God I was uh, on this podcast. I submitted a trade to Donnie for Keenan Allen for Antonio Brown. Thank God I pussied out and pulled that back. Yeah. Good. Good thinking. Good thinking. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Then um, DUI. DUI. Well, at least it didn't kill somebody in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers. Cheese, kick this one off. Well, uh, see Falcons, um, Russell Gage. I think he is definitely a, he's, he's a guy he stepped in, you know, these last few weeks with no Calvin Ridley, he is uh product. His targets have steadily gone up. Now I don't think he's going to get uh, 12 targets, 11 catches for 130 yards, whatever he had last week, but uh, going up against the Panthers defense, which is a little stingy, but points can be had against them. I think uh, Russell Gage is definitely a, a viable streaming option this week. Kyle Pitts, we say it every week. I mean, I guess you'd have to start him, uh, but uh, I think that's pretty much it, uh, except for Cordell Patterson. Mike Davis finally found the end zone. I, I saw not, that. I saw not, that. Still not starting him. <laughs> no, no, stay away. Um, Carolina Panthers. Now, this is a this is a real, real, real struggle thing for me because I have a because I went on a limb after the first performance. The first performance from Cam Newton said. Streaming option, flex option. If you need him to step in on your buy, start him. And and I talked about his um his rushing ability and how that would help. He ended up scoring a rushing TD that week, but that was the only thing he did. Now I'm looking at this and the opposition rank for the Falcons. They give up. They are opposition rank 30th to quarterbacks, 21st to running backs, 22nd to wide receivers. Um. I think I'm going to do it. I, I I think I feel confident starting Cam Newton as a high floor start this week. Maybe maybe more in QB uh, two QB leagues, but if your quarterback is boomer bust and you don't have much option to go to, I'd like Cam Newton's ability to use his feet. He, they're saying he's a starter. I would roll with it. Chuba Hubbard is going to be running the ball as a number one back. Um, looking at that. No, I'm not even, I'm not going to go Chuba Hubbard. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that because I just remembered all the weeks where McCaffrey was out and he still had good matchups and he didn't do shit. So no Chuba Hubbard, but I'm going to trust Cam Newton for a low floor start, not a high ceiling start. If you don't know the difference by now, should be listening to this podcast. Yeah, we answered a whole question about it a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes, we did. Would you agree? It's it's definitely a troubling thing to think about if you're in that position. Yeah, I mean, Cam had that great start against, or not start, but you know, he had the great 
game against the Cardinals. And then he starts, does okay. And then he has his last game was just shit in the bed, which he looked a lot more like last year's game, which is what scared is what scared me. Yeah, but off a bye, like they have to pull something together that works, especially against the Falcons. We've seen a ton of teams score a bunch of points off of them. But we'll move on here. Let's get on to the next one. The Baltimore Ravens facing off in Cleveland against the Browns. Um, I'll leave the frauds to you. I'll talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit. Coming off a bye, so hopefully they're healthy. Second straight time playing the Ravens. Second. They played them right before the bye? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't – the problem here that I don't know, right, is Baker Mayfield feeling all right? How is his health doing? We've seen him still perform a little bit against the Ravens when they played the uh, two weeks ago, but it was still shaky. So I'm just, I'm not confident. Kareem Hunt by all signs should be back though. So I think that upgrades Nick Chubb and you're starting Kareem Hunt. He was questionable two weeks ago. And I, I think he even, I think he did end up starting two weeks ago or at least coming off of the injured reserve, but having, he didn't do much in having an extra week to to rest. I think that does great for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. On both sides of the ball, I think it's going to be hard to kind of go off of uh, two weeks ago because it was such a low score and just kind of slugfest. Now, it definitely could be the exact same thing this time in Cleveland. So um, I, I do like both the running backs. Maybe they'll have a much better game because last, last time it was just not very good. But uh, on mm-hmm. the Baltimore side, um, I mean, the pass catchers, Mark Andrews, I think uh, definitely start Marquise Brown. I mean, he's kind of like on that radar, but after what we saw a couple of weeks ago, last week or last two weeks ago, he had uh, 851. So, I mean, maybe he, he's going to get you that like kind of low, low floor, but he's going to get you some points. Um, Lamar Jackson, I know Travis keeps saying, you know, they're frauds. Um, I'm not as down on the Ravens. They just find ways to, to get it done. But I mean, I think you're still firing up Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he might be a little bit of a disappointment, not as much as Patrick Mahomes. But well, for he's... fantasy football, he's still very relevant. Yeah, because I mean, he's he still uses his feet a fuck ton. Yeah, I mean, you're you're still starting him against this. Uh, well, this was the uh, the interception game where he was just throwing all over the place. So I, I would yeah. not expect that to be the same thing here. But we saw what happened with Taysom Hill. He throws four interceptions, but runs for one hundred and one and throws a touchdown. So you're going to be fine. And I think Lamar yeah. Jackson can do that. I, I agree with that standpoint when we're talking about from a fantasy uh, aspect. Uh, next game here, we'll move on. The New York Giants at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers off a big win, cheese. Uh, the New York football Giants. If you're looking for streaming options this week, look out for Jake Fromm, Georgia legend, getting his first start. Um, but besides that. If I could be serious for a second, shout out Lance Storm. Um, Saquon Barkley, he's been kind of up and down and, you know, another one of those fringe guys that might have been up and down. So you're kind of, you know, on the fringe to making the playoffs. I think I'm looking elsewhere, but you might not have too many better options, especially at the running back position. So, I mean, I guess I would say fire it up, but. I well, you have to, to I, I think you have to look at too what, what other teams have done. Like, so the Giants got rid of Jason Garrett, who was their offensive coordinator. So they're, I think they're just operating on head coach. And since um, then they've scored one touchdown. They haven't scored. 
the only thing that teams have been able to do to try and beat the Chargers is basically run the ball into the ground on them. So when you say Saquon Barkley, like it, we get what, what you're look what you're not looking at for is him to have some magical start like you've seen in his rookie year because it's just, it's just not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, but, and we saw the Chargers stop Joe Mixon this week, who is one of the best uh, rush, uh, running backs in the league uh, right now. Yeah, I did forget about that. But but that may that may be an anomaly, right? That was also in oh, fuck, but they're traveling too. This is all in La- Los Angeles. No, it was in it was in Cincinnati. The game was it in Cincinnati? I was okay. locked in on that game. That was like the only game I was watching. Oh man, fuck. But but would you say to trust the anomaly in that they stopped Joe Mixon last week? or to stick with the trends that that got you here, right? Because the trends would show that whether it's Saquon Barkley or whether it's Devontae Booker, they have to run the ball to be productive. The uh, Chargers are 29th ranked or 28th ranked against running backs. So they give up a ton of points to them. Yeah, I mean, my skepticism with Saquon isn't going up against the Chargers defense. I, it's just more that – Giants offense that offense is atrocious they have so many skill players who can't stay healthy and I mean Saquon is he has like bursts he has, he has bursts where he shows you the old Saquon you get excited but they're very few and far between so that that's what I, I mean that's what I'm just kind of saying like I guess you have to start him if you don't have any better options but as I said like Deontay Foreman I think he's a good good choice uh, Jamichael Hasty, he's like the literally the only healthy running back for the 49ers at this point. So he's a guy to keep an eye out on maybe at the end of the week. But uh, I think you still have to start Saquon. Perfect. Perfect. Um, the Chargers. So they have a great matchup here. Right. And I think they feel backs against the wall. They need to win. So Justin Herbert, uh, guys, I think you're pretty confident starting Justin Herbert this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, questionable. He came out of the game last week. Mike Williams had a big week. Uh, Mike Keenan, Williams, Allen, Keenan Allen uh, has the COVID. COVID. That's right. Excuse me. Um, but by all accounts, that's right. That's By all accounts, Keenan Allen should be able to play this week because he is a vaccinated player. All he has to do is show the two positive tests with the, with separate 24 hours separate from each other. Is that correct? Uh, hopefully those are negative tests, not positive tests. Oh, negative tests. Whatever. HIV positive, negative. Who knows? Um, it's all what, a scam anyways, right, Aaron Rodgers? That's right. Exactly. Well, he, he's got an allergen to the, to the shots. Exactly. Um, he doesn't want to get blood clots, so that's why he doesn't take the J&J, even though that was only like five women. Yeah. And he doesn't want to you know, I shrink took, his testicles and stuff. No, no, no. Remember, they balloon up. Remember Nicki Minaj's? Sorry, sisters, sorry. they balloon up, brother. and and he's uh, not going to be able to have kids because look like Randy Marsh. While he, he should have got, he should have got it. Then his nuts would have grown. Then he could have done Randy Marsh following. There you go. Um, Mike Williams this week. So this is the thing we talk about. We talk about quite frequently with guys like Mike Williams. These high ceiling, low floor guys. One week they're going to fuck off for you. We talked about. I talked about it with Christian Kirk and stuff, where it's kind of like ride them, ride them, ride them. I want to revert back to the beginning of the podcast when we're talking about the difference between where you're at. If you need to make sure that you are scoring and you don't have bust, 
Mike Williams needs to come off the starting lineup, and you can't be upset when he goes to fuck off. You just got to live with it because hey, well, you need you need the base points. The Giants do have solid cornerbacks, so that is kind of something to keep an eye on, and especially if Keenan Allen is out, Mike Williams is going to get all the attention. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on here. The next matchup, we have the Detroit Lions, the one-win Detroit Lions against the Denver Broncos. Let me just pull this up real quick. Um, Denver, very stingy defense. Very, 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 very stingy defense. Um, We saw last week that Jamal Williams looked like he got the majority of this. The do you have confidence starting Jamal Williams in a RB2 flex position this week? I would say yes. I mean, he's getting majority of the touches. I mean, DeAndre Swift is out. Um, I, I I mean, the, the Broncos defense is kind of stingy, but the running back situation is just, it's kind of bad at the moment. I mean, you're not going to find too many better options, but um, he's getting touches. The one thing was weird that he wasn't getting he wasn't getting work in the passing game, which was his normal role when DeAndre Swift was out. So maybe that changes up a little bit. Um, my only concern is the Broncos offense isn't exactly equipped to like run it up on them. So maybe that means Williams is going to get a lot more rushing work, which you know maybe could pay out if he isn't going to get a lot of passing work. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> you're not starting him expecting him to put up RB one numbers. He may not even be able to may be thinking about starting him at RB two and putting up RB two numbers, but you're looking for a flex guy. Who's got, I would say a higher floor than most because of the, because of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for because of the amount, because of the, the because volume. of the workload, the volume, that was a fucking word I'm looking for. Thank you, pal. Because of the volume, I think Jamal Williams floor rises, but I think he's the only other highlight in here. TJ Hawkinson, we talk about each week. Um, he's one of the only like real dependable targets over there. So, and tight ends are uh, uh, a low depth position. So don't get cute with him. You're not going to not start him. Uh, Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, are kind of speculative ads to see if maybe they, uh, the Lions offense kind of get it going a little bit and they get a lot more looks. But, uh, yeah, not really starting anybody besides that. Over to the D- uh, Denver side. Last week was the Javante Williams show with Melvin Gordon out, and he showed us that he definitely can be the guy if he is the only guy in that backfield. He went off, uh, I think, RB1 on the week, uh, over 100 yards, had like 75 uh receiving yards so melvin Gordon, i think is on track to be back this week but i think regardless you're starting both these guys they're going up against the lions they want to run the ball both these guys are going to get i think at least 10 touches a piece and i think they're both going to put up solid numbers i was about to say the opposition ranked for the detroit lions against running backs is 30th so very 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 favorable matchup for those i would definitely take this chance on starting both of them uh, Corlin Sutton, as someone who has him, um, he is on the fringe, and I think he is a guy you can dump if you need another option. I I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly here. Let's get on to the next matchup. The next matchup is the 49ers in 
Cincinnati take it on the Bengals. Why don't you kick this one off? Well, I've been saying this for, for weeks now. I feel like T Higgins stock is rising. He is slowly. And I think he has become the number one guy over there. He's getting the looks, he's getting the catches, he's getting the yards and he's getting the touchdowns a fantastic week last week, even in the blowout loss. Uh, so as a T Higgins fan, I am very excited going into the playoffs, but Travis, I ask you as a Jamar Chase owner, how do you feel and what are, what would you say? Would you stick with Chase because of the early volume or are you kind of scared because it hasn't been like that these last couple of weeks? Do you think he truly has become the one or you think he's just getting more of the looks because Jamar Chase is getting most of the attention and as a rookie and is having trouble keeping up with that? Well, I think all along it was kind of 1A, 1B type thing where there really wasn't like a one guy. So um, it's just kind of, you know, a saying. But, I mean, yeah. the numbers don't lie. I mean, T. Higgins is putting up the numbers while he's <sighs> kind of stalled. All right. So what I'll and, say – we're with, seeing the drops come back. What I'll say with Jamar Chase is that I feel – I still feel confident starting him because of what the draft capital was for him and where he is in my roster. My rosters are built so that Jamar Chase, even with the big boom at the beginning of the season, was my wide receiver two, uh, and at the very beginning of the season, my flex. So I've got guys come back from by now. I feel confident Jamar Chase still has a high enough floor where I'm starting him, and if he fucking goes off, that's what got me here, right? That's what got me here. So I'm not, I'm not like scared by it or anything. Yeah, and I don't think the 49er secondary exactly scares you. No, not at all. Not at all. My my thing is if people throughout the season have gotten rid of their depth at wide receiver because Jamar Chase was going off so big and they're like, well, I got a wide receiver one. I can stock up somebody else somewhere else. That's where you have an issue. I agree. Uh, we'll talk about the 49ers a little bit. So you said the only healthy running back for them is who right now? Uh, Jermichael Hasty is the only true healthy one. Yeah. But the other ones are, you know, on the on the injury report. Doesn't well, mean they're not going to play, but yeah. I mean, but this is also what you deal with with the Niners. I think most of the guys who have Niners running backs don't just have one, right? They usually carry the other one just in case. And I think you're still continuing to do that because of what um how how what the fuck is his name? Shannon. Yeah, because of Kyle Shanahan and how he runs the offense. He gets the running backs going. I mean, he even gave a handoff to George Kittle this week. <laughs> he hands the ball to anybody and ever everybody. So um, it was also super, super nice to see a return of uh, George Kittle. Uh, he was very productive. Uh, my Brandon Ayuk fellas out there, my homeboys, this is not the week to trust them, you know, just because of consistency. The consistency, it's a love floor, and Debo Samuel's possibly back. So that downgrades Brandon Ayuk. I definitely agree. George Kittle is back. Yeah. You, you love to see it because he was struggling real early and the injuries caught up with them. And now it seems like, I mean, with Debo gone, that definitely helped him. But I think even with Debo back, he, he's still going to be a guy. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, well, they get, get a real the- quarterback. Um, next matchup here we have what people thought may have been the Super Bowl is the 
Buffalo Bills facing off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Um, the Buffalo Bills off of that Monday night to, to, catastrophe, catastrophe in the wind. Uh, they no longer have first place. I think they start playing with a chip on their shoulder. Um, I think you're starting Josh Allen. I think you're starting Stefan Diggs, but I think that's about it because we've seen them get shut down and you just don't like the low ceiling on the rest of the players from the bills. Yeah. I mean, I was using, I was seeing yesterday's game as maybe like a tryout to see exactly where the running back stand because Matt Breida was kind of, you know, coming up the ranks and maybe taking over as that number one guy, but uh, it just didn't work. It didn't produce anything in that weather, which you think would have produced something, but uh, on the Tampa Bay Bucks side with Antonio Brown and his uh, fake vaccine fiasco, uh, that is a big upgrade for Chris Godwin as he went off last week, 15 catches, 143 yards. I mean, well, can't get much better than that as long as you don't find the end zone. If we were going to have to label these guys, right? Because Chris Godwin goes off. I mean, Mike Evans still had a great game. He threw the ball to everybody. Like last week was 35 point in our league, in our league scoring. So maybe different, just adjusted towards yours. 35 points for Chris Godwin, 16.9 points for Mike Evans, 21.8 points for Gronk. Do you think any of that fluctuates or you think more of the same breakdown from that from that receiving core? Um, I think that sounds kind of about right, because I think with Evans, you're going to get like kind of a low volume, but you have like the high upside with the touchdowns. Godwin, I think, is going to get much more of the volume and Gronk is Gronk. He's going to you know get his. So I think that's pretty much about where I'd say it is. Now, the Bills are uh, opposition ranked first against quarterbacks and wide receivers and second against tight ends, do you think that affects what the Bills do? Um, I mean, maybe, but uh, we, we've seen that you can run it on the Bills, so maybe this means a big Lenny game. And it's hard to really go off of because they had uh, their cornerback go down, So and Mac Jones didn't throw the ball at all last week, so it's kind of hard to really gauge where they are in the secondary, and this Bucks team's definitely going to test that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, regardless, we've seen the Bucks play teams that have good defenses and they still choose to throw the ball, you know, 40, 50 times. That's just the way Bruce Arians does it. That's the way Tom Brady does it. I don't think the matchup really is anything to be concerned about with the Tampa Bay offense. Um, the next matchup here, we got the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. I'll let you kick this one off, Cheese. As you said, Green Bay coming off of a bye, so they should be. Well, Aaron Rodgers has his COVID toe. We don't know exactly how well he's going to be doing, but uh, I would say big upgrade for everyone all the way around. Uh, you're starting everybody. I mean, A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones, kind of a question mark to see exactly how they use Jones coming off the bye. Didn't use him too, too much two weeks ago when he was kind of coming back for that injury, but um, I like everybody. I especially like the Green Bay defense. I love how they've been playing recently, and we saw what Andy Dalton did against uh, the Cardinals last week, just a turnover machine. Now, it might not be as bad, but I I say the Green Bay Packers are another really good streaming option and also a good option for the rest of the season. I picked them up in our league because I kind of looked ahead and saw what their schedule is like. They have a pretty good schedule coming up. So if you're looking for kind of a, a stash uh, defense stream, I like the uh, Green Bay Packers long term. Um. 
right now the website at least is projecting that Justin Fields is going to start this game. Um, Matt Nagy has been unclear about it, which is no surprise to absolute anybody that he can't make up his mind on who to start. But I still think with how good Green Bay's defense is, there's not really an option for any of these quarterbacks against them. I think they're going to do a good job uh, keeping Justin Fields in the pocket if that's who starts. And I think they'll do a good job at just tearing apart and terrorizing uh, Andy Dalton for the day if that's who they start over there. Um, As for the running back, though, David Montgomery was very, very productive. I know Green Bay's defense is good and their fifth-ranked opposition against the run, but because of the volume, I think David Montgomery should be a start. And Khalil Herbert, another one of those guys, if you're looking for backups, I think he's a guy to stash because we saw what he could do when Montgomery was out. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, And then we're on to the last matchup, the Monday night matchup. We have the Rams at the Cardinals, like you mentioned, um, rest of the matchups are in a dome, which LA is not really a dome. They have a skylight or something. Remember they had lightning. They had to close, uh, delay the game, the charger game. Yeah. But I, I don't know how lightning works. It's like, if it's anywhere near, like whatever, they just, you know, post just, it. yeah, they just, fuck. I'm they not just a weatherman. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Somebody get us a Doppler system. That's what we need for the show. Yep, we need a weather person. Um, I forget. Did you start the last one or did I start the last one? You can start this one. I can start this one. All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams here. Uh, we've seen Odell Beckham last week catch another touchdown pass. Um, now, Vince Jefferson got a, a more of the work um, up and down the field, so I still like him. Um, if you're going to rank him, I like him ranked higher than Odell, although he does get seem to be targeted in the red zone. I would not trust that. Just we've seen it from him time and time again, where he goes out there for a week and he's just unincorporated in the offense. Um, and it's a bad start, but Van Jefferson in a flex position, absolutely. Um, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. All systems go, right? Um, one of the issues from this game was Daryl Henderson being activated before the game started, um, but not having any any snaps at all. Zero snap count. Now, they were playing the Jaguars. They, will, they were beating the shit out of the Jaguars. So even if they had an idea to maybe get him some work at all, I think that all went out the window when they got up early. I think Daryl Henderson actually, um, actually, these words fucking actually plays the game. Yeah, he's definitely playing. There's no issues with him, but like the extra week and not playing it all last week, even though he suited up, not getting any snaps is just helping his rest and recover, right? Like, so I think his upside grows this week against the, um, oh my Lord. This is this is a mess against the fucking Cardinals. Thank you. Jesus. You're Christ. welcome. Uh, so last week, uh, kind of an anomaly with the, the Chicago weather. So we can't really go too much off of uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins coming back from injury. But uh, we could go back in time to week four when they beat the shit out of the uh, Rams. Just kind of look at what the team was, what it was like there. 
I mean, this was a big Chase Edmonds games who may come back, could get activated. So, uh, but I still think both James Conner and Chase Edmonds have value going forward. Um, the receiving core, I mean, this was, they spread it across the field all over the place. So it's really hard to kind of, you know, pick and choose one. But, you know, if you got your guy, if you got the Christian Kirks or the AJ Greens or the Rondell Morris, if you, you know, if you're starting them, I say you still got to start them just because there's no rhyme and reason why you're not starting them. So um, all the guy, all the Cardinals guys, I say, if you want to start them, start them because they have some, they play on the Cardinals and Kyler Murray's their quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Kansas City Chiefs of old, like, right? You don't. Guys like Kirk. Guys like Rondell Moore, guys like AJ Green, you you don't want to miss out. And this is why we said we can go in this, we can keep going to this in depth. This is why you want to evaluate your position and where you're looking to lie for the playoffs and what what you need to do, and also evaluate um, what your matchup is against this against your opponent this week. Because if you need the upside, these guys are guys you want to start. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, it. It, I do like KJ Osborne as kind of a guy to put in this scenario if you have like, you know, the Greens, Kirks and whatnot, just because, you know, he's the number two guy. And I think we know he's going to be the number two guy when it comes to these guys. We don't exactly know that. And, you know, Thursday night games, so you got to make a quick, quick turnaround on this one. But um, it just all depends on who you got. But if you're, if you're in riding them all season, fire them up for one last go around. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and that's week 14. Week 14 in the books there. Well, our breakdown in the books there. Um, anything else you want to mention to, to the people out there while we get going here? No. Uh, I mean, as we saw on Monday, I think we keep kind of re-harping on this, but do check the weather. I know it seems monotonous, but we saw how it can affect fantasy last week or yesterday. Most definitely, most definitely. Um yeah, I think we talked about a lot. We got into a lot of good stuff today. So great episode, Cheese. Uh, thank you, as always, Johnny Roca, Ty Gundy, doing Commissioner's Corner, and uh, Ty Gundy for posting this later. <laughs> if he does, or he texts me, and then he says, I need you to do it because I got to work early. Hope not. Hope not. I'm trying to get my earpods tomorrow, too. But um, Let's rock and roll and get out of here. If you guys have questions for playoffs, please be sure to get them in. I know you guys are shy for some reason and have to go through Johnny Roca to send to me. You listen to this for the answers. So just send them on in. Trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Go to the Facebook. Go to Trapdoor to Hell on Facebook. Send them there. Trapdoorpod on Twitter. Send them there. Cheese, where can they send them to you? Uh, if you want to send them to me personally, you got to go to Curveballs and CS on the Instagram because I don't got access to the email. And we know all the listeners of Points and Doings are all making it to the playoffs. So we expect you guys to send in playoff questions next week. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. All right, everybody. Have a good fantasy week.